Hello. Good evening, everybody. Happy Thursday. It is Thursday, right? I mean, we're doing the show. It's Thursday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon. I'm your host, as always. Hope you guys are doing well. What up? I see some Kissingtons in the chat. Good to see you all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, for those of you that don't know, hi, my name is Elon, and this is Best of Five. This started out as a weekly FTC talk show, and it still is a weekly FTC talk show, but with more. Uh, so, tonight on the show, we're going to talk about the MK1 gameplay review. We're going to talk about Street Fighter VI and how it's finally here. It's finally out, but not all is sunshine and roses. Evil nice guy, you did not spell it right. But I appreciate you. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you how to spell it. Oh, Squidly ruined it. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about Street Fighter Six. It's out. It's amazing. But not all is sunshine and roses. There are a couple of issues here and there. We're going to talk about the Twitch Rivals event for Street Fighter Six, And we have the man, the myth, the legend, the Kizzy K. The, the, the destroyer of Exerd and Strive and KOF and Street Fighter Six and all of the above. Uh, and the destroyer of uh, content expectations as well. So, shout-outs to KZK. Uh, we have him in the green room. He's got all green M&Ms. Uh, we got him with the, with the Fiji water. He's, he's comfy, so he'll be on uh, a little bit later in the show. So, to start our show, uh, we, you, we have, uh, for those of you that don't know, Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek used to be my co-host, but since he now has a child, uh, he retired. So, we have... The Memorial Steve Ace King Off Suit Jurek Weekly Recap, which I am setting up as we speak. Let's get this show started with our weekly recap. And we're starting at DreamHack Dallas 2023 with Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, with Ahmed taking the big gold medal, Mr. You're Done For taking silver. Easy loves Taylor Swift, rounding out the podium with the bronze. Opulence, Reynold, Trollster, Power of Armor, and Alpha Omega, rounding out the rest of top eight for DreamHack Dallas. And you can see in the bottom, everybody that tied for ninth and 13th, respectively. Congratulations, everybody, on a sick, sick tournament. Next, Strive. And it was taken by Razo. Razo is back on top of the Guilty Gear Strive world, taking it over the moist one, Hotashi, taking second place. MFCR rounding out the podium. Razo's partner, Umisho, taking top four. Easy, Elucid. The, the $3 Hala, Shine, that's a surprising name to be up there. And Zintai rounding out the rest of the top eight. Uh, some names at the bottom there that you can recognize time for ninth. Uh, Galactic Bounty, Kepler, Kermit, and Flash Metroid. And you can see everybody else that tied for 13th there as well. So shout-outs to the Guilty Gear community for showing up at DreamHack Dallas. Next, we're going over some King of Fighters 15th. And boy, oh boy, wouldn't you know it? Reynald won. What a surprise. Second place, former uh, co-host of the show, Donka, taking the big silver medal once again. Uh, not... Winning, uh, not beat, not able to beat out Reynold just yet. Earth Stray taking the bronze. The Drunk Monkey taking fourth place. River, Bounceman, Blazer Fury, and Chuvilicious 
rounding out the rest of the top eight. So shout outs to everybody showing up for KOF at Dreamhack Dallas. Street Fighter VI, the first big Street Fighter VI get together. This was a day after the big release and it was taken by none other than Punk. Some say he's cracked. I'm kidding. Uh, Punk taking the number one spot, the gold medal. Shine rounding out uh, the second place with the silver medal. Death Note taking the bronze. The legend Hawaiian shirt man was partying all the way up to top four. McCall, Dustin, Melbu, and Jan. Jan from Houston. Jan in H-Town rounding out the rest of the top eight. Uh, some amazing names. So close to top eight, like Ice, Oliver Queen is back, Seiken, and Flash Metroid once again tied for ninth. Tied for 13th is Witch Metallia. We're going to skip that second name, Femboy Fighting Games, and Ramasama. Shout outs to everybody making their way to DreamHack Dallas for Street Fighter VI. If you guys didn't get a chance to see it, go see it. It was an amazing show for sure. But that's not all. We had a big showing for Tekken 7. DreamHack always has such a cool showing for Tekken 7. And it was taken by the one and only Anakin, taking it over Azim X in the grand finals. Trojan getting that big bronze medal. Goishin, Dr. M, Jackie Tran, Wasulu, and Snake Fan rounding out the rest of the top eight. And at the very bottom there, you can see the rest of the top 16. Shoutouts to everybody in the Tekken 7 tournament. Oops, oops, we skipped one. All right. DreamHack Dallas 2023 Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. We gotta, we gotta go over Marvel, man. Marvel's making the big comeback. Everybody's excited again. Not that it ever left. Uh, Jason Kiddo taking the big gold medal over Jason Game Dev taking the silver. Stealth, Austin Zone, Stealth taking the bronze. Colossus, Tampa Never Sleeps, Fredo, I Heart Justice showing up. Tying for fifth. Noel Brown tying for seventh and scrubs. So shout outs to everybody there. And we got Chimes, Charlemagne, Dr. Gatorade, Ramasama tying for ninth, and Del Buster House, the stud, and Limitless tying for 13th. And last but not least, in this weekly recap, uh, we don't usually cover the big weeklies, but I wanted to cover the ICFC North America Summer 2023 preseason Street Fighter 6 tournament. It was the first tournament of ICFC for Street Fighter 6. And it was taken by Punk, taking the big gold medal once again. JYK coming up in second. Masoma, anime's Masoma reaching the big bronze medal. Arcade Rat, which if I'm not mistaken is Julio, uh, tying for fourth. Not Pedro, all the way from Brazil, tying for fifth. Shoutouts to the good netcode. We'll talk more about that netcode later. Uh, K7 Show Off also tying for fifth. Another Brazilian, Zlatan, tying for seventh. And Samurai, you know, the Samurai, also tying for seventh. Tied for ninth is Big Mac Combo 98, Ramsey, Black Ninja, and Dual Kevin. And tied for 13th. Oh, what name is that? Huh. Wow. It's almost like I, I played that tournament. Anyway, best of V Show, whoever they are, taking tying for 13th. Inconsiderate Raccoon, Crossover RD, and PopCap48, also tying for 13th. So shout-outs to everybody for a very, very fun tournament. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your weekly recap. Sick. Um, yeah, I played, uh, and I tied for 13th. It was crazy. Uh, I said this on Twitter, but...
the experience of the experience of playing ICFC was such a smooth, smooth tournament, right? Um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, it felt like things were going well for the most part. Like, of course, every tournament's going to have hiccups here and there. Um, but everything seemed to go very, very smoothly for the most part. So shout-outs to 10-0 and the ICFC crew. Um, also, shout-outs to uh, Tampa Never Sleeps. I also participated in, the, in their tournament yesterday. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do top eight because, uh, you know, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. But that was your weekly recap. Let's get into some of these topics because we got 15 minutes left before we bring Kizzy K on. Also, chat, how you guys doing? You guys doing okay over here? Usually, I like to call the chat my co-host, so you guys better start pulling your weight over there, all right? Start co-hosting. You're cool? Nice. Sick. Sorry, I just needed to move something on this other screen. All right. For those of you that missed it, today, shout-outs to Papa Jeff Keeley for finally heeding my warning. For those of you that don't know, it seems like news always gets dropped immediately after our weekly show, so we have to wait an entire week to talk about it. However... However, Papa Jeff Keeley knew that this was an occurrence and made the Summer Game Fest presentation earlier today. So we get to talk about it on the show. Uh, for those of you that missed it, the two fighting game announcements that were there were that Ryu is coming to Exoprimal as a robot Ryu. Looked kind of weird. Exoprimal looks kind of weird. I haven't played it. Looks fun. But, you know. Uh, and, of course... We had the long-awaited MK1 gameplay reveal, and it looked a little something like this. Also, viewer discretion advice because of blood and gore and stuff. What I find amazing is that it doesn't matter like, what engine it's in. It doesn't matter what year it's in. It looks like an MK game with the way the characters move. But you can see there's air combos. There's extended combos. The shenanigans is about to be crazy. There are other champions I must gather. What do you want? Sento. It's my family blade. Sento's mine. And I won't give it up without a fight. And it's Kenshi with two eyes. Also, shoutouts to the stage, man. This stage looks so cool. And then, uh, yep, there's the, the reveal of... What's it called? The cameo... Cameo fighters? We marvel now. <laughs> okay. Also, I love the detail of the fire alarm ringing. Who are you again? Lord Liu Kang, protector of Earthrealm, god of fire. This this looks very satisfying, and I hope it's as satisfying to play as it is to look at. Skills, Raiden, but you're inexperienced. 
Whatever experience I lack, I make up for in heart. Also, Eris made the joke that Raiden's doing community service. That's why he's wearing orange. <laughs> so stupid. And then he kills his compatriot. What the hell? If your disease becomes known, you will be banished. I only want what's best for you. Or do you secretly covet my throne? Goro, cameo fighter, Lord Goro coming in. Yeah, they, uh, Ed Boon did announce that the four cast are also cameo fighters, so you can have, like, Sub-Zero cameoing for Sub-Zero. Or you could have Kung Lao. See, Kung Lao is cameoing for Scorpion, and, of course, we have X-Rays are back. And Team X-Rays at that. So, get ready for wackiness. I can't wait. Finish him. Hell. Can't forget the classic. Crazy to me that this game comes out later this year, and we first heard about it, what, like a month ago? Wild. Uh, but yeah, so as you can see, it looks like they took, it looks like NRS took the criticism that MK11 was a little bit on the blander side, right? It felt like things weren't as satisfying to do in that game, and they completely turned it up to 12. It looks like Marvel vs. Capcom 1, yeah. Uh, you have the cameo fighters. Apparently, it's... Uh, each it's a one button and a direction and you can change which assist they do you could also do like group x-rays group fatalities i don't know man the thing looks crazy i can't wait uh the weird thing is like there's a couple of things off about the storyline that i thought were really interesting right like uh apparently in this timeline sub-zero and scorpion are brothers weird uh so it's it's very interesting that they're they're playing with like you know the timeline we all know and love uh, also, a lot of the scenes in this uh, trailer kind of reminds me of the Mortal Kombat movie a lot. So, I'm hoping that they are taking a lot of cues from that. And they confirmed that, again, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is coming uh, is co going to NRS to uh, be a uh, skin for Johnny Cage. So, sick. I'm a big, I'm a big JCVD fan, so I can't, uh, I can't wait. Cool. So... Uh, for those of you that are new here again, uh, there are four Elons in this show. I am just the Elon on the bottom left. So I'm going to send you guys over to Elon on the bottom right because he's got all of the information about Street Fighter 6. So send it up to him. Take it away. Hey, what's up? I'm Elon on the top left. How you guys doing? Let's talk about Street Fighter 6. Friday of last week, Street Fighter 6 is officially in our hands. In the hands of the people, as it were. Which one's the cameo? Uh, it differs by week. You know, this week it's Elon on the top right. So, well, right's over there. 
Uh, where's our original host? You know, he's he's he. All haters got left behind. Anywho, Street Fighter Six, it's out, and reviews could not be better. Everybody is happy with the reviews. The reviews are high. It seems like this is like one of the like. It seems like this is one of those games where it's having an effect outside of the FGC, and thank goodness it is. Um, so people seem to love World Tour mode a lot. A lot of pe- I see a lot of people doing avatar battles and battle hubs. It's been it's been pretty crazy. Um, and you know, like the the people who are competitive about it are grinding it away, but the people who aren't are enjoying the shit out of it. Like I don't think we can ask for anything more. Uh, the game feels very fleshed out. Some of the interactions in World Tour mode are just straight up goofy, right? Uh, which is super cool. Like, it, it, like from a from a fan standpoint, like it, you you know you get to go meditate with Ryu, you get to go dance with DJ, you get to you know roll around in the dirt with Blanco or whatever he does. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so cool to like see these people. Like they finally turned Street Fighter into like a living, breathing thing, which I think is very interesting. Um, where Steve to tell us Capcom finally made a good Street Fighter video game. I know, I know. Steve, imagine that Steve leaves, and then all of a sudden Street Fighter is great again. <laughs> uh, but um, like we were saying before, all's not sunshine and roses, my friends, because as of yesterday night, the servers, the, they they died. Right, uh, which very, very, very interestingly, um, it seemed to kind of come out of nowhere, but it people started noticing that matchmaking was not working properly, and then all of a sudden, you know, all of the tournaments that were running were not able to be run because you could go to custom rooms and you could show up and you could queue up for the fight, but for whatever reason, you couldn't actually fight. So, something's up with the servers. They said earlier today that they fixed it and people were playing, and then all of a sudden, it stopped again. So I don't know what's going on. Capcom has been has been very vocal about keeping us in touch, though, which has been kind of nice. Very, very, very uh, far departure from you know Street Fighter Five, where they're just like servers down. See ya. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, if well, the the funny thing is the very hilarious thing is usually server issues happen when the game releases, right? Because there's a ton of people trying to log into the servers all at once. That's usually when things go down. It did fine. Like we did not, like nothing happened on Friday when the game released, right? Like we all got to play on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was great. It was a grand old time. And then it wasn't until yesterday that, you know, uh, (laughs) I guess the server load caught up to uh, Street Fighter VI uh, and the Capcom servers. Already within the first weekend, Capcom or uh, Street Fighter Six already broke one million players. It reached a fighting game uh, record on Steam with over seventy thousand concurrent players at an, at its all time peak. It like it's good. Like, who who would have thought, right? If you if you rewind like to five or six years ago when Street Fighter Five came out, and you said, "Don't worry, Street Fighter Six is going to be great." Bet you a lot of people would not believe you. It's very, very interesting. Uh, I've been playing Manon myself. Uh, I've been having a grand old time. Uh, I, I hate fighting against Honda. I've been having a lot of issues fighting Honda. But, you know, everything is just a grind away. The game has just started. Uh, so 
I can't wait to see how things shake out from here. Uh, you know, I wish there was more for me to report on, but it's literally like the game came out. It's awesome. I wish I could be playing it. <laughs> yeah, I think Steve thought about coming back, and that's why the servers went down. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, that's all the news for the Street Fighter Six release. We're going to talk about Street Fighter or uh, the Street Fighter Six Twitch rivals, but... Like I said, I don't have all, I don't have that information. That information is over there with Elon on the top right. So I'll send it over to Elon on the top right. Take it away. Hello, it's me, Elon on the top right. Good to see you guys. It's been a while. Let's talk about Twitch Rivals. Uh, not too long ago, a week before, actually a couple weeks before release, uh, we got this little announcement on the Twitters, edited by Maximilian. I've been thinking about strength, man. Strength, strength. Might, might. To power to fight. I want to be strong. Let's keep it simple. Can you believe it? We got self-driving cars. The time's coming. We'll be taking rockets to Mars. And yet you still got folks out there using their fists and bodies to seek strength. I hear you. Money. Authority. A cool job. A ton of lights. <laughs> We're all a bunch of fools. But, you know, if you want to know about strength, you just got to get to it. We fighting fools are all getting to it on the streets. Fighting game, it's... What are you... Oh, the, <laughs> the audio died. <laughs> The Legacy Showdown of Street Fighter Six. This was later revealed to be a Twitch rival event with eight teams of five, uh, each team representing a different quote-unquote generation of uh, the FGC, from versus games to anime games to alpha to uh, super turbo to third strike, four, five. Uh, everybody got on there. That uh, was teams of five. Yesterday, they played, and they whittled down the eight teams to four. And those teams were playing today. Well, those teams that were going to play today are here. Uh, the multi-game gods with Sonic Fox, Shine, Wolfgang, Knuckle Dew, and Mena, Mena RD. Team Street Fighter 4 with Alex Myers, Nephew, Samurai, 801 Strider, and Julio. Team Street Fighter 5 with Brian F., Tryhard, JB. Sorry, I should have just said JB. Uh, Idom, Just a Kid, and Snake Eyes. And last but not least, Team Anime with Diaphone, Fame, the man himself who's here, Kizzy K, Flash Metroid, and El Shakute. Um, I did get to see a little bit of this yesterday. It was super cool. It was a single limb tournament. So, you know, you, whatever argument you want to use for who lost, why, whatever, like, keep it amongst yourselves. I don't care. All I know is that I watched some great Street Fighter Six. It was very fun. Uh, unfortunately, again, because of the server issues, they could not run... Rivals today. However, they did have a pretty cool broadcast, and they had they brought a couple people on for some interviews. Uh, they filled in some time, but unfortunately, after a little while of trying, they decided to pack it up. So unfortunate, but them's the breaks with the server. Um, I haven't looked at Twitter in a while, but I assume the servers are still down if everybody's hanging out here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, 
that's the news for Twitch Rivals. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to postpone it instead of outright cancel it because, you know, that would be bad. I know uh, the reversal guys, unfortunately, had to cancel their North America bracket for Street Fighter VI for their uh, weekend to, or for their uh, weekly tournament. So same thing with uh, Tampa Never Sleeps tournament yesterday. They got to top eight, and then the servers died, like almost on the dot. It was weird. Uh, shout out to all the commentators and all the the hosts who filled in all the time <laughs> between yesterday and today while people tried to get matches. Uh, unfortunate that it didn't pan out. But it's it's unfortunate that, you know, they're having server issues. But if this is what we have to go through to get an amazing game and to, you know, help set us up for the future, so set us up for success in the future, I'm down. We've gone through all of our stuff. I've I've stalled enough. Uh, I, I think it's time to get to the reason why you guys are actually here. So, without further ado, everybody, please welcome a guest that I've been wanting to have on this show for a hot minute, and we finally did it. Welcome to Best of Five, Kizzy K. Hello. Hey, what's good? You know, just sitting. How about you? Sitting. Sick. Uh, Long day, but it was yeah. fun there. Today for was fun, sure. though. For sure. So, uh, you know, we were just talking about the the Twitch Rivals thing. Like, how did that go, like, on your end of things? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I just was chilling with my with my chat. Uh, my community is, like, super awesome. So, you know, to, like, if I need to, like, kill time, they're, like, it's almost like I, I'm not even at an event. You know, I'm just having fun and, you know, just playing and stuff. But, uh the production is great uh shout outs to maximilian for even doing all of this like to be honest like the fact that he goes out his way he always does stuff like this for us uh, a lot of people don't really appreciate him in that regard but um obviously i know and um you know he probably doesn't know that i know but i know how hard it is so mm -hmm. you know thank you so much i really appreciate it uh thank you twitch for giving fighting games uh a shine to actually uh showcase like our talent whether it's gameplay uh personality or just uh camaraderie you know it's really great but yeah, it's been no. good I, i've been enjoying all of it hell yeah and i was just gonna say like they did the whole like super combo ultra week or whatever it was called uh last week which was super cool so yeah uh, i totally agree big ups to twitch um so kizzy what i want to do is i want to I want to head all the way back because um, there are people like me who, when we joined the FGC, you were already like a known player, right? So I'm super curious to like know, like, how did you find out about the FGC? How did you find out about a local? Like, what was like your first interaction with the FGC like? Oh, uh, it's weird. Um, I, I got injured uh, playing sports. Uh, I tore a ligament in my shoulder. So I was like, I went to like kind of depression. A little bit because like you know like young kid was very competitive and like active i can't be active and like you know i kind of like lost like what i was gonna do uh but <laughs> while i i mean i had a dislocated shoulder but i was still good at fighting games so uh i ran into a friend of mine uh cm sora yeah he um was like my training partner for blaze blue and um, he kind of got me into like going to uh, locals uh, when Super Arcade uh, was a thing uh, back in Walnut. So I used to go there 
and then um this was right before ultra came out and then when ultra came out uh i also was playing street fighter and i was like you know i want to play at ultra so you know i went to like wnf and i went to uh rebel up when it was at the time so i used to go to those events and uh you know basically i used to go there and um you know i was still a kid still growing up so i was just like going there just playing uh, just trying to like play as much as I can, and that's all I really cared about was just really playing. Like I didn't really care about anything else at the time. Um, and then as I started like seeing that, oh, you know, I can actually be good at this. You know what I mean? Like I'm actually not as bad as I thought it was. And it was just like the progression of like learning and um, you know trying to like understand uh, tournament. I think the biggest thing when I first started was like breaking my nerves and not and learning how to control my nerves. I never really, I never really learned how to control my nerves. It was more of just like, you know, when I was playing sports, it's like, you put the helmet on, you just, you just go in, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're nervous, you're going to fall, you're going you're gonna to get ran over. So like, you just fight, right? But obviously I can't do that in tournament, right? Mm -hmm. I can't do that on a, on a setup, right? Where I just fight. So I'm like controlling my body and my emotions and my thoughts and stuff like that. So that took a long time and um you know here i am you know i uh i put a lot of uh i, I did a lot of stuff uh near the end of ultra but not enough to get exposure um and then when five dropped i did not like five as much uh so i was like you know i want to play anime games uh i really like blaze blue and i really like guilty gear revelator at the time or sign at the time mm -hmm. so i said that i'm gonna put my time into the games that i enjoy and, um, you know, it, it paid off really well. And, um, you know, here I am uh, sitting in this car. Uh, yeah, you know, just chilling. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm super curious because I've gotten such a wide range of answers when I ask this. Is there, like, a moment where you realized, like, can you recall, like, a moment where, like, either where you were at the arcade or whether you were at a tournament where you were, like, where you went from, like, uh, a player to, like, a competitor? Like, well, you know, I went to like I went to Arcade Infinity once, and when I went there, I got my back blown out. Like everybody was just, everybody was literally like grown ass men just beating, beating the hell out of me, and I was just like, oh, okay, you know, cool. Let's, I still like this game, but at that time, I just felt like I was just donating my money to the arcade. But you know, it was cool. Uh, and then I just thought that was it. But then I found out there was people that actually set up their monitors and set up their uh consoles and i was like oh you guys use monitors wow um you know i had a 64 inch uh fatty back sony tv so i was i was amazed you know what i mean <laughs> but uh obviously i figured out like yo um this is like i definitely should like you know uh, start practicing with these things and you know I still felt like I was a player I was a big fan of the games and I just like competition so mm -hmm. I just felt like I was just there uh, but then at a point I just was like you know like I feel like I'm just too happy where I'm at and I, I, I you know once you start getting good you start hate being complacent so I was like you know I don't really like just doing this I actually want to try to win something and um, you know i that's when I felt like uh, 2016, 17. It's where I actually felt like I was a player. Yeah, when I actually started like playing. So, yeah. uh, and then that year I won uh, three tournaments in a row. 
So uh, I really felt like that was the that was that year, and um, you know, here I am cracking out Street Fighter Six now. <laughs> It's so, like I started all over again. Yeah, right. It feels like it's a very cyclical. Uh, and uh, I specifically wanted to talk about Guilty Gear too, because um, you know I, I think that's how I got to like how I heard about you and how I got to know you by watching you play Guilty Gear, uh, Guilty Gear Revelator uh, specifically with your sin. Um, what was the switch from Revelator to Strive like? I, I I'm very curious about that because I feel like there are very parallel uh, very good parallels between like street fighter four and five and revelator two and strive so what the biggest thing was is like for rev two for me like when i first started getting into like guilty gear uh nerd Josh was living in california at the time and he had a house and uh it was him paul monique and uh, you know they used to hold sessions and stuff i used to go there and i used to have people i could just actively play all the time and um you know like as I leveled up, you know, you, you level up with, you, you, you elevate and you meet new uh, rivals. And um, as I improved, I kept finding those players that, you know, wanted the will to win. Uh, I was very strong. And, um, you know, I had a great training partner. I had a, a great people around me that actually just played and like challenged me. And like, you know, I felt like pushed me really hard. And, um, you know, being a hungry player, just, I feel like it kind of works itself out. So, um, you know, get into having that and then, you know, strive just kind of just online. And like, uh, I feel like the direction of like uh, what people wanted in terms of fighting games kind of changed, you know, and I feel like um, the biggest thing was, you know, the will to win. I feel like it changed its direction on how people wanted it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was one of those things that wasn't really I wasn't really connected really well, uh, I guess because it's something new. So, right, you know, something new to me. So I felt like the learning process for that was, like, really huge on top of, like, you know, the game being like a ST, you know what I mean? Like, you get hit one time, you might lose the game. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, growing up, like, playing the games that I've learned, you know, I never really lost or, like, play games that, you know, that happened like that. So it was like a learning, I just feel like I was like learning like a whole new thing mm-hmm. on top of like accepting a new thing as well. So it was a really like big jump. Like it was like crazy, it, like so big where like they don't, they don't seem identical. Mm-hmm. That's how big it is. Gotcha. Uh, by the way, Chad, if you guys have questions for Kizzy K, p- feel free to type them in the chat now. I'll work them into the interview. Um, so something else that I've known. Well, actually, first of all, before we move away from Strive, uh, how how did you like uh, Asuka coming out, like the most recent character? Have you gotten a chance to play with him at all? Dude, he's actually the coolest character in the game. <laughs> like, he is so cool. I, I feel so bad that he is, uh, he's like locked into like a mechanic that really holds his full power mm-hmm. but he is such a fantastic character um if i ever like decide to like want a low back strive and just play i think he might just be the character i just pick up and play i just feel like he's just doing a lot of cool things i like you know he's like a cool mage you know what i mean it's just you know he's the you know he's the gear maker you know mm-hmm. i feel like his aesthetic fits exactly what he is his cape is a fan- fantastic you know there's a whole galaxy in his 
back technically yeah. <laughs> you know and i i just think he's a cool character i think uh really glad arcs has kind of like finally made him a playable uh character yeah for sure um yeah he was only fightable in one game but yeah, i'm glad was, like was it overture it was overture yeah believe it or not like a lot of his moves from that game actually is in the game in oh that's sick yeah and it kind of took like the overture mechanic and kind of slapped it on there too it was pretty cool that's sick I'm, I might have to go watch like uh like one of those YouTube boss fights of uh, yeah. in there. Um, yeah. So, uh, like you were saying, like you just play a bunch of different games. Uh, our ex co-host Steve Ace King of Suturic actually posted a question in our Discord, and he wanted to know like what's the most obscure game that you've labbed out that you've played? Obscure game yeah. that I labbed out. Uh, like game fighting game. Yeah. Obscure fighting game. I think the only game that I really felt like that I labbed out and like I knew that this game was like insanely like broken was Kianta. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Every time I see that game, it's always a blast. It's a funny game. <laughs> like like I don't like I know it's like it's supposed to be jokes, but I I will I will I will actually watch that game. If it made main stage evil, just because I just want to see everybody's reaction <laughs> of like what's going on. I just want to see. I'm I'm not laughing at the game. I'm laughing at the reactions of people mm-hmm. experiencing that game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I love that it's always like. A, I think it's a mainstay at this point at Vortex Gallery. So I'm hoping we see yeah, it again this year. That's cool. Yeah, it's a cool game. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about is actually something that is to like behind you to the left, uh, King of Fighters, because uh, I've seen recently you've been having uh, some really really good results with King of Fighters. So like, was King of Fighters a game that you've played in the past and are coming back into now, or is, like did you just want to try it and liked it enough to grind it out? Like, what what's the situation with King of Fighters? So when I was young, uh, I grew up in a bad neighborhood, South Central LA, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, uh, I was game, game banger was very popular. Uh, I couldn't really go outside of my block, but there was a liquor store that was right up the street. And, um, you know, I used to go there on the Neo Geo Cavs. I used to play mm-hmm. Metal Slug and King of Fighters. Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> when I was, yeah, when I was eight years old, so I was going up there playing 97, 96, 97 and uh, 98. You know, Metal Slug 2, Metal Slug X, you know what I mean? Metal Slug 4, King of Fighters 99, uh, not 99, 98, 2001. I didn't play, uh, I played 99 at home, but 2001. And, you know, I naturally always played KOF. That was just like a game that I always played. I played Marvel vs. Capcom a little bit, but uh, not every liquor store had a fixable uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That was always the most destroyed. Yeah. Uh, I used to go to, um, I used to go to a bowling alley and they used to have CBS two there. So I used to play CBS two there just casually. Uh, then when it came on consoles, I bought it for the PS two. So, you know, KOF was always there, you know, anytime KOF was always there. So, uh, obviously when it, when I wanted to get competitive, learning the game wasn't hard. It was understanding fighting games. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like the move sets and doing the things was not hard. It's why does it work? What's the hard part? So I actually um, always naturally felt like I was kind of like, like me seeing something was like, oh, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of works out like constantly. So uh, 
I've been playing KOF basically since I was eight years old. <laughs> you know? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what do you think about KOF 15? Are you happy with it? I think it's the best KOF game. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, it's a great game. So with this breadth of games that you've played, um, Link Cable Gengar in the chat is wondering, since you've played so many games, what fighting game character do you most closely identify with, if there's any? Uh, there's, there's like three characters that really, that really I want to connect with. Uh, but if I had to choose one, is uh, Jen Kizaragi from Blaze Blue. Mm. Yeah. Why? Uh, I just really like that he has he like a lot of stuff that he does and stuff. He doesn't really talk about. It, he just kind of like does it. Mm. And then the ice element is fucking cool. Uh, it's right off the bat. And I like katanas <laughs> right off the bat too. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, he you know he kind of just does things kind of like his way. He's kind of like the anti-hero. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I kind of like uh, I kind of like characters that kind of like. They do, they do things where a lot of people not understand them, but like, you know, if you really think about why they do things, you kind of like, you kind of like, you kind of like understand, right? Mm. But in the heat of the moment, you're like, wow, you did all of this, da, 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 da. But, you know, when you kind of like learn their lore, you're like, damn, it's not that bad. I kind of understand. And then it lets the uh, consumers choose mm. whether or not they like, like they view him as a person that's good or whatever and i kind of like that he's they're they're like very like tame in terms of you know this person's bad this person's good or this person just does his own thing i really like characters like that personally so that's why i like him a lot nice hell yeah Yeah. um also i grew up in rio de janeiro brazil so i totally uh relate to you know growing up in rough neighborhoods and not being able to go outside so i appreciate you sharing that yeah Uh, that so, shit was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about it, when I was like eight years old. I'm like, damn, that shit was crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I grew up in a one bedroom apartment with you know four, four people living there, <laughs> and uh... bro, I I grew up I grew up in a shack. So oh damn, there was a so there was a house and um, there was a back shack, and my I used to stay there with my dad every weekend. And like, dude, even though that was a shack, it was just me. My first dog and him, and we made we made that place look amazing. Oh yeah! And like uh, you know, I I will say you know once uh, at that time, obviously I didn't. I shared the bed with my dad, so mm-hmm. obviously at that time, I'm thinking that this is all cool and shit. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that I really appreciate him just like teaching me like crazy stuff that I was like young, like you know he taught me how to ride a bike right off the bat, like. Frame one, I had training wheels for two days. <laughs> two days, I had to take it off. You know what I mean? He was like, he was like, people are not going to wait for you, so you have to like, you have to just do these things, you know. And like, obviously, at the time, a lot of people would be like, man, it's a little too harsh. But like, honestly, like, I feel like when it, when situations get really rough, I just go into like this mode where like, you know, we gotta find the uh, the goal. You know what I mean? We gotta yeah. find the uh, the the golden ticket. So. Uh, being in that environment definitely makes you have like a certain thought process like that. So, I, you know, as, as harsh as it is, I am, a, I am appreciative about mm-hmm. it, but I also am glad I got the hell out of there too. So, yeah, yeah. no, I, I am with you hundred percent. I understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to go back. So I'm good <laughs> with that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I want to get into, uh, the Panda stuff. 
first, um, how did you get involved with Panda? Like, did they contact you for uh, to be a part of the team, or like, what was that? Uh, what was that situation like? <laughs> well, um, during my times uh, when I was uh, when I was going to like events, I always seen David, and um, I used to always have a drink with David, mm-hmm. and I would drink a lot sometimes, you know, just because it's a fun vibe. And I always tell him like, bro, one day you're going to sign me. So I don't know for what game he was like, maybe you should play street fighter. It's like, you know what? I don't like five, but I'll try my best. And I tried and I told him, I was like, I'm going to find another way of you signing me. It's just not going to be for street fighter. And like every year I always tell him we meet up at the same spot. We go out to eat curry. We just shooting the shit. And I told him, I'm like, bro, one day you're going to sign me. Like, I swear to you, you can ask him if you ever run into him. I always came to him. I was like, bro, I want you guys to sign me. He was like, what are you going to do? I was like, bro, I'm going to be the best motherfucker in the world. Like, just sign me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I was just talking to him. And um, he was like, yeah, but, like, we already have great players. I'm like, yeah, have another great player. Like, (laughs) get me on board. Like, I'm good, right? And then um, pandemic hit. And um, Grand Blues, Grand Blues is going to be the game where I was going to hit him up and be like, yo, look, you know what I mean? But pandemic happened. So, uh, and I, pandemic happened right when I just moved. So, Mm. you know, I put a deposit in this one place and things like that. So I was like, damn, like, I just kind of deposit everything I had right here. Okay, cool. So I'm like, all right, cool. I can just work on the side. Oh, nah, everybody shut down. Oh, Mm. all right. Well, you know, stream, hold me down. Everybody was at home too. So, you know, everybody was cool. And I had my uh, uh, BBS um, setup where, you know, everybody could hear my fan and everything. It was, it was really bad times, but, you know, we made it, we made it really good. So, yeah. And um, apparently, uh, one of the panda members was in my chat and somebody asked me a question and I gave this person like a super long rundown. And like broke down of like how to get good in this situation. And I was sitting there like showing him examples. And then I was like talking about examples and like that sold them to sign me. Oh yeah. And then they emailed me. I talked to Alan and then, uh, yeah, glitter is gold. So here I am, you know, Sick. and awesome uh, thing. what I thought was super interesting that Panda was doing that. It felt like no other organization was doing at the time is they were really focusing on content, right? Like, did they like give you guys like the rundown of like how to create a channel and how to grow the channel? Or was it something where like you already knew what you were doing? It's funny. Cause I'm laughing about it because I remember when I came up in there having this one mindset and it was just like, Oh man, that's cute. But we have something even bigger for you. And, uh, you know, they were just like, you know, what do you want? I was like, yo, man, like, I'm just letting you know, I'm going to be the best player in the scene and I want to do a lot of great things. And this is the thing I want to do. And he was like, well, what if I have something bigger than that? And I was like, well, what is it? And it was like, how about I push you as a content creator? And I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, what is this? Right. And he kind of broke it down to me and he was like, you know what I'm going to do? is uh i'm just going to teach you what what your goal is and how you do things and look i'm gonna be honest with you it's going to be it's going to be hard because you're jumping into this and you're just trying to find your footing but i believe in you and we're going to invest into you and we're going to uh make sure uh you come out good and one of the things that they always said 
And I used that as a, my philosophy for everything. But it's like, we don't want you to make it big. We want you to make it because we want you to be bigger than, we want you to be above big. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I heard that, I was like, you know, like I'm going to take these guys to consideration and, um, you know, we're going to work with what they have. And, um, you know, they, uh, they started me off really, uh, really light. Uh, but I've earned my worth and, you know, I, I worked hard and they only gave me bonuses and things that I really wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, I am very grateful that they showed me this direction of me that I didn't even know I had mm-hmm. and, um, made it something very great. So it made me also enjoy it a lot. Nice. Uh, was there like any particular lesson or lessons that you had to learn or like, like go- going into this side of the world, like the content creation side of the world, uh, like what was like the biggest challenge that you had to overcome in order to? There's a lot of jealousy in uh, in this field. There's a lot of hating ass people that I've ever, I didn't even know existed. And um, I think the pandemic made it worse mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because now people only seen, see these things over and over, and over again. And eventually... If you don't like something, you keep seeing something you don't like, uh, depending on how you carry yourself, you can't hold it in. So you have to lash it out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people realize that, you know, uh, people are very popular being negative. So I feel like um, that was the biggest hurdle for me. Uh, on top of learning how to uh, structure myself in a lot of ways of like seeing a situation and trying to use that as an opportunity to do things. And, um, you know, now uh, I'm more mature. I feel like now that uh, I see like creator opportunities when something happened and I just try to make the best of it rather than just like ending it, right? Or just laughing it off and things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I as, as hurtful as it is, like um, I feel like, yeah, the, the biggest thing was just dealing with people just like all of a sudden just hating on the th- hating on things that was, not even, to be honest with you, it wasn't really designed for them. It's designed for people who've never been here. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad that um, I'm glad that Panda did it because now there's a lot of people who are creators now. You know, we yeah. didn't have a lot on before at, until Panda arrived. When Panda showed up, it was there. Uh, obviously, Sejam was doing it. You know, very like thoroughly. You know, like you were doing it as well. Um, they also had obviously Max was doing it too um esteban was doing it as well uh but it wasn't like a lot it wasn't really like a, a keyhole uh, like a keyhole now we have like tutorial masters mm-hmm. you know we got people who have like all these like variations of things so you know uh without panda like people wouldn't have stepped up and be like oh let me do something that i want people to see and um they kind of put that fire on people so you know at the end of the day as much as people hate them like they have to thank you because you did it because of them so I'm very grateful in that regard, but it was very challenging kind of like mm-hmm. dealing with that. Cause in my head, I wasn't trying to compete with anybody in my head. I was just trying to have fun, produce, laugh, you know, do some fun stuff. Uh, I was always open of like doing other things with people too. But, uh, you know, for some weird reason, people just made that assumption that I wasn't and people made assumptions that like, you know, I'm just trying to milk stuff and things like that. So, you know, like people just made all these narratives and because the internet, it's always correct kind of worked out for them you know mm-hmm. so it was that was a bit hard because i had a lot of people that i thought i was friends with not my friends anymore don't even talk to them to this day so you know 
it was a great lesson. So I'm very, at the end of the day, I was very, that was the hardest part, just learning because you had to deal with all of that at home. So I had to like process all of that. Yeah. And under Panda, is there like a piece of content that you're like, that you hold as like the proudest piece of content you made? Uh, under Panda, you know, I actually really love the Panda channel. I will say that all of that work that I did with the Panda channel was actually absolutely fun. Uh, just because I get to just be myself and just clown and just do mm-hmm. all that stuff. It felt really fun. And then, you know, everybody from Panda, most of the people were really funny, you know, outside of like some people on our team that have wild takes or like, you know, say crazy stuff on the internet when it wasn't about that. And it was just about fun things. They were really fun people to really, Mm-hmm. work with and uh i had a great time because we used to get gather together like panda would read rent a random booth and we would go there er- a day early just to do fun stuff at the booth and um you know we get to just vibe and just talk with the team like i was talking with all of my smash players and like we we had a cool connection you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it was really nice in that regard uh so shout out to panda not only that it wasn't like it was a, it was a business but it felt like under the business that we were all relatable in terms of like having fun and just doing cool stuff, you know? So thank, thank them for that. That was yeah. the biggest thing that I really enjoyed. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I do have a question for you. It is nine o'clock Well, nine o'clock central. Um, do you have extra time to chill out and talk some more or do you need to go somewhere? Yeah. Oh, Dog. Sick. I, I, I came here. My time is literally your time right now. So sick. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Well, then let's keep going then. This is sick. I, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun, man. Thank you so much for being here. Again. Oh, no problem. Um, no problem. And Joker Trick in the chat, uh, since, we're, since we're talking about like all this like lesson learned stuff, Joker Trick in the chat asks uh, if there are any lessons that you learned in fighting games and in content creation that you can apply to uh, aspects of your everyday life. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh I will say also, what's good, Joker? Uh, also, I, I will say that, it, yeah, dealing with people, uh, just how you handle things and kind of like, you know, how you, um, you know, how you articulate yourself too. you know, sometimes we can slip up and kind of say things that uh, some people might, you know, take it way more personal than norm. So like even just being mature, I always try to like learn, like word myself in a way where it's not really like harmful in, in any way it's just more of just like you know if, if if it's harmful it's more of like you don't like that i said about your character or something like that but it's never like personal yeah. right like it, it, it may be personal about what you like but it's never about personal about who you are or what you are and whatever it is right so uh that is really huge um understanding just like yourself uh i learned a lot about myself during the pandemic i want to say mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, when I know when I'm doing something, I, I know what it is. So uh, it's more like I feel like playing games, you kind of learn about yourself, too, in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, for example, you're in a really bad situation. You're like, oh, like, oh, I'm panicking. You know what I mean? So, like, now when I say I'm panicking, in the, like, in my head, I go back and I see, like, how my body language works when I'm panicking. And uh, so things like that, I kind of take to high, high, high consideration. And, um, you know, it's been really, uh, it's a really, really great role. Uh, I will say that um, that is the biggest thing. And I think that's the most important thing mm-hmm. is like I, I, knowing how to articulate yourself and knowing how you 
uh, word yourself properly and what what you are presenting and things that like things like that. It's like the biggest thing first personally for me. Yeah. No, I feel like that's the biggest thing that we should all think about. <laughs> Facts. Uh, so speaking of uh, articulating yourself well and coming across well, uh, I wanted to get into the the downfall of Panda, as it were. Um, from your end of things, from the inside, like what happened? Uh, so TELR, um, for what I know and what I've seen now, that everything is coming to fruition that Alan said before it happened was that uh, this was a this was a foul play uh, to a certain degree to a certain degree it was a foul play uh, but at the same time Alan should have been way more responsible of trusting people that may not have his best interest even though in his eye and his world that it was the best interest for everybody. Like, and that's again about articulating yourself. This is why it's very important is because, you know, you might say something and then like, you might say something a certain way and multiple people might take that like differently. And um, I think that was the case. And I think uh, instead of them kind of like confronting him about it and things like that, they made it amongst themselves to create like a little, you know, society uh, and kind of like talk about these things. And, you know, uh, that was his biggest downfall. It's like, you know, you can't really trust people uh, unless you worry yourself in a way where they can't really say these things. But because you did so, because you're trying to be like the cool guy and, you know, you know, honestly, Alan was really trying to make everybody eat. <laughs> like, that's exactly what was his plan. You know, he wanted to, he knew that he was like, you know, I, I have the formula and I'm going to push to get the formula so all these players can eat. That was his whole philosophy. Mm -hmm. And I just think that what happened was, you know, uh, these guys didn't want to lose where they were. And, um, you know, they basically was like, yo, this is what happened. And Alan was saying all these things. And, you know, it's very easy to, it's very easy in the Smash community to uh, convince people because everybody already hates Nintendo. So, why use why not use nintendo as like a scapegoat and like people what people are going to say nah this is not nintendo everybody's going to be like oh yeah that's right they did this with project m f this company mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's very it's very easy to it's very easy to do that and i think that uh they were very uh smart with the with the play that they did uh however um it was panda's downfall and um i think alan should have stepped down immediately and I think what happened was he was trying not to step down and that was not the case. Uh, that's why it took a long time for him to step down. It's because he didn't want to, because he wanted to, he, he was in, he felt like he was innocent and to a degree he was, but again, um, what he did wasn't anything malicious. If you look at it from the grand scheme of, scheme of things, every business is always trying to find a way to expand. So why is it all of a sudden like a guilty thing? to like expand. So what, what we're going to do, we're going to cry and never order anything from Amazon. So you don't want to save $20 at Amazon because of where, this particular thing. Like you're not going to go to like save because of this, you know what I mean? Like all these, like these companies are always going to find ways to expand. And like, obviously like it sucks, right? It sucks that it has to work that way. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's kind of what happened. And um, here we are, you know, it's really, really unfortunate that, um, that team went down because now what? We don't have anything. So, you know, he mentioned that 
you know i don't think uh i don't think um this company is going to last long um because they don't have a dota license uh what's what's the guys that just shut down recently uh, uh beyond the summit beyond the summit and mm-hmm. look what happened they made that announcement you know and um the smash world tour like you know their statement was very weird too so like a lot of people just like all the stuff was he say she say but for mm-hmm. some weird reason because panda was with uh nintendo they felt like they everybody had to just like out of them like that mm-hmm. and um i felt like that was very unfair uh in a lot of ways a lot of people lost their jobs full-time jobs mm-hmm. we had a lot of great things and we had a lot of we was doing a lot of great things for people yeah. and um you know like the fact that people at that point was just looking to just cause fire hazard nobody really thought about the jobs that were lost and people going to depression and like you know doing things like that and you know thankfully i had a hard life so you know dealing with this it was really hard i was very i had a lot of resentment mm-hmm. uh for a long time uh but you know i got out of it and like you know i'm just like cool like you know just back to square one and we just gotta we just gotta do this do this again you know so yeah no and uh i i think something that even i got caught up in is like once i read all of it it was like knee-jerk reaction city right um so like ever since then like we've at the show we've been running through a mod we we've been running with a model called let them cook where like we see something happen we gotta let it cook wait and then make a decision once we're not like you know knee-jerk reacting to something so it's yeah it is very unfortunate and i think that's that's like one of the few things like one of the first things that popped into my head was like because i know uh a lot of people do a lot of thankless jobs behind the scenes and uh and a big organization like panda shutting down definitely was probably going well it was going it didn't help that the, it didn't help that the fighting game scene started also uh cherry picking with the smash community saying mm-hmm. f panda and all this other stuff so like it just really felt like all the people that didn't like us during the pandemic it was like a perfect opportunity to kind of mm-hmm. like attack them yeah and um it didn't help you know everybody who wanted to defend us didn't want to defend us publicly Mm-hmm. Uh, because we were getting docs, people were sending me hate mail, racist yeah. mail, all the stuff. You know, all the. I mean, bro, I, I don't care about that. But you know, mm-hmm. they they think I'm going to get hit by it, but it doesn't affect me. But you know, it can affect others. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not my how I feel is not the same how everybody else deals with things. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just crazy how like all that stuff just happened, and like you know, nobody didn't have our back, and then like when everything just kind of like faded away, everything went back to normal. You know what I mean? For some weird reason, everybody started liking me that I wasn't with Panda anymore. I was just like, it's crazy. I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, uh, you know. It's do, people, do you think it goes back to what you were saying before about people being very jealous and envious? Yeah. 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 yeah we were doing a lot of, we were doing a lot of stuff that people wish they could do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, that's how it is, you know, like, that's just the current life of things. Personally, for me, if I see somebody doing some crazy thing, I'm I'm hype, mm-hmm. you know. But that's not that's not I, like, I'm not everybody. So yeah, you know, for some people, they take it more personal that people are just doing a job. You know, for some weird reason, doing anything within the scene as a job is like looked down upon within the scene, which is crazy to me. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. No, so. and it feels like it feels like the situation with Arturo and Maturino was very similar, right? Where yeah. I mean, you know, personally, I, I thought I was, I, I was like, bro, art, what is this? But 
you know, if if Art knew that he wasn't like a really strong like voice in terms of talking, I just felt like he should have got somebody a PR immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, him like stalling and doing all this stuff, I think just made things worse. Yeah. But then, like again, like with the Macharino thing, like it's it's crazy to me that Macharino kind of like got away with it because yeah. we're still using it. Mm-hmm. So like you you know what I'm saying? So it's like people are very selective in terms of like what is like okay and what's not okay. And I guess expanding as a company is not okay. But as long as people are getting money by like entering a weekly every week, that's totally okay. But what they did in terms of practice is we just gonna let that rock. You know what I mean? So it. Blows my mind how things work. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, uh, and you know, like, it's a very similar situation to the Panda stuff. I feel like there were a lot of other uh, TOs and broadcasters who kind of took the chance to, like, put art down even further, right? Which I found very interesting. Um, mm. It's very weird. The internet's a very weird place. Because <laughs> I, I feel like yeah. if it was, like, a, pers- uh, a less or uh, a more personal thing outside of Twitter, I feel like all of these situations would be very different. Yeah, I, I always look at it that if it's people living a good life, people want to tear it down. Mm-hmm. But if it's like something that people can benefit off of, nobody won't, nobody wants to mess with that. Mm-hmm. Hence, we you know how we talk about how, you know, Amazon is a trash company, but here yeah. we are on Twitch. You yep. know what I'm saying? So people are, because why? Because we can make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to talk bad of when we make money off of it, but <laughs> that person that's making all that money, we ain't getting, oh, we're going to tear that shit down. Yeah. That's just how the life, that's how the world works. And, you know, you just got to be very smart. You got to be very smart. And Alan was not smart, you know, mm-hmm. as much as he's not wrong, but he wasn't smart. And I have to, I have to own up to him not being a great leader. You have to be a great leader. And, you know, sometimes trying to be the good guy, uh, you have to be very wise of how good you, you be in terms mm-hmm. of your direction. Cause people don't see it that way. Yeah. Well, and speaking of being a good guy, uh, out of the ashes of this panda situation, you brought back that panda channel under a new name. Uh, and I think I saw that you also brought back like a lot of the people who were working on that channel as well uh, to keep it up. Like, what's that been like bringing like spearheading a channel resurrection kind of like that? Uh, it's hard, man. You know, <laughs> running two channels, streaming on Twitch, uh, you know, trying to be a, a pro player uh and also trying to like balance my personal life Mm -hmm. it's 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 a mission uh it's very expensive i tell you that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if if you want to ask it's very expensive uh but you know um i did it because i was just like again the philosophy that panda had um it wasn't a bad thing so my goal was to make it up and you know so people don't get mad about it i'm like well you guys can come in too so the door is open for you guys. And like, you know, they can't hate on themselves. So I'm like, everybody's going to have a fun, you know, have fun and just do some cool stuff. Um, that was the biggest goal was to find, like, have a hub so people could just go and just have fun and just, you know, see some cool stuff, uh, hear people's takes, thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just not like Panda members. It's like it's, it's community members now. So anybody who's, who want to be on it, uh, if I reach out to them, they say, okay, they're in it. It doesn't matter how big or small the creator you are, as long as you're just down and be cool and just do some fun stuff and like have, you know, be entertaining or just, you know, kind of like throw some jabs here and there. Just, you know, you're in. Simple as that. Yeah. And uh, in your opinion, how's that gone so far? Are you happy with how things are? 
Yeah, uh, I actually was kind of concerned because, again, you know, you can't say the P word on the internet anymore, <laughs> you know? So uh, I was afraid that people were going to be like, oh, this is the P words channel. <laughs> uh, but everybody was like, yo, positive about it. You know, people were very happy about it. And I was so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think that day made me so happy. And I don't think a lot of people knew that. But I was so happy that day. I was like, wow, everybody really cares about this. I really just want to work hard and just like give give some cool stuff. And, um, you know, I have a lot of ideas uh, that I want to do. So, um, you know, I just can't wait to showcase and show you guys. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's been really great. I've been really happy that everybody's enjoying it. That's all I care about is people enjoying it and liking it. And, like, I'm just going to do better every time, you know. So that's pretty much how it is. And uh, finally, what's what's next for not just the, that channel, but for you as well? Like what what's coming down the pipeline that you're excited about that you can talk about? Uh, so um, obviously I'm going to be competing in Street Fighter Six. Uh, my goal is to get into Capcom Capcom Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to be taking time and get there. Uh, as far as content, uh, I'm going to be trying to run. I'm still going to be running two uh, two channels. Mm-hmm. The goal is trying to get 100k for the channel by the end of the end of the year. So I want to make sure I get that to 100k as well. Um, so I'm going to be putting a lot of time and investment. Uh, as far as events go, uh, I mean, I'm going to be going to CEO. Uh, so I'd be a CEO, um, Evo because Evo is up the street, mm-hmm. and uh, from there, I think. Um, We'll play by the ear, but you know, that the next thing basically is, um, succeeding to my goals that -hmm. I have this year. So that is the next thing. I have a couple of things that I want to do. So, oh yeah. Also, uh, congrats on the, the big silver play button as well. I saw that, uh, earlier this month or last month. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Nah, dude. Uh, it's, it's cool seeing people in the FGC thriving, man. Uh, yeah, I, I I want the scene to thrive a lot, actually. Uh, you know, I just think that it's going to take Street Fighter Six to do it, and it kind of mm-hmm. did. So now I just hope my 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 hope is people use this as an opportunity to grow rather than an opportunity to tear. Yeah, and uh, because that is a common thing that we always do is we like to tear things what we have nice for us. So I'm hoping this year people see this as like, yo, let's just do something great, and mm-hmm. then like push from there. Hell yeah. Um, so I have a couple more straggler questions that I weren't, wasn't able to work into the interview, but a couple people on the Discord asked. Uh, first, uh, it's Squidly who's in the chat here as well. Uh, he asked, do you still play Kai or have you moved on to another character? Uh, for what game? For I'm, I'm assuming, assuming Strive. Yeah. Uh, I don't play Kai. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't play him um, just because that it's not fun uh, having to kind of like play him in this current meta of the game. Uh, it's not like he's bad, but what he does is not good enough to convince the opponent to do, to do things right. Mm -hmm. Like conditioning is very important. Like, and like, he don't have the tools to condition your opponent. And that's really bad in the game where you get hit one time and you die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's not fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the fact that you called soul headband Kai, by the way. Uh, yeah, I thought that was very endearing. Uh, who who are you playing in Strive now? Are you gonna stick with Oscar or are you gonna? Uh, Soul and Oscar are the two characters mm-hmm. I'm going to be playing. Yeah, sick. Um, cool. Looking forward to that for sure. And one final question from 
our extra our, our ex co-host Steve Asking Officer Jurek, uh, who's winning the NBA Finals? Oh, Miami, bro! Come on, dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. We we gonna let this game slide. Uh, you know what I mean? Last night, you know, I don't know what happened the third quarter, fourth quarter, but uh, you know, things happened. But I'm definitely voting for the Heat, bro. I'm, Jimmy Buckets is definitely not losing. Yeah, we're uh, we were a combo breaker when that crazy shit happened in the what was it the Celtics and I forget who the other team was was it the Lakers? What what year was it? Uh, th- this year at, at Combo Breaker, uh, where like they had like that uh buzzer beater. I wasn't there. Oh shit! Yeah, I wasn't there. Oh, man, you're talking about Game Six. Yeah, it was. You were talking about you're talking about um, uh, Miami versus Knicks. Oh, the Knicks, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh, sick. Uh, yeah, because I, I haven't followed basketball in a while, but, uh, like, immediately after the Combo Breaker event, we were all hanging out in, like, one of those bars, and it was just packed because everybody was watching the game. So it was very interesting. Uh-huh. Um, so, first of all, Kizzy K, I'm so glad I got you on the show. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely, like, we'll have to share a drink or something at CEO because I'll be there as well. Awesome. And, yeah. um uh, for the people who are here who don't already follow you, where can they find you? Uh, so they can find me on Twitch at KizzyK310. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Kizzy underscore K. Uh, you can also follow my, uh, well, subscribe to my channel. Um, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, to um, KizzyK. Uh, it's very easy to find. Uh, shout outs to uh, the Kizzingtons, always holding me down. Uh, mm-hmm. YouTube. Uh, Twitch, um, uh, Twitter, yeah. I don't. Uh, most Kensington's usually vibe with me on Twitch and and uh, YouTube. Uh, shout outs to Evie Lynn, a uh, great person in my life. I really appreciate. Her. Good friend, always holding it down, helping me out. Shout outs to the Amiibos out there too. Very great. Um, shout outs to Justin, always uh, letting me know like you know what I need to do to like better my content in terms of like how to like direct things and things like that. Like, I really appreciate that. Uh, shout outs to the house, Nerd Josh and them, those guys. I wouldn't be here without them. So, you know, shout outs to them. Uh, also shout outs to, uh, damn. Um, shout outs, shout outs to the homies, uh, the Rhino homies, you know who they are. Uh, yeah, we, I have my little small group where we talk about basketball. Shout outs to uh, yeah, yeah. shout outs to Juices, my boy, like training partner for Street Fighter. Uh, and even though I play his Nago all the time, and I used to rage uh, about that. Thank you for uh, just dealing with me dealing with Nago. I, I used to play that matchup like for first to thirty, and I used to win or lose, I'm like not happy. I'm like <laughs> I'm pissed, bro. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not happy because I'm like, bro. Who let this character rock like this? You know what I mean? Like I'm just, yeah. I'm just mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so it doesn't matter who bro. wins the game. Nago always wins. Yeah, bro. Like that. <laughs> Crazy man. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, also, uh, yo, yeah, that's it, man. That's that's, awesome. really, that's all I really have, and that's all I really need to be honest with you. So, oh yeah, you know. I appreciate that. You know, shout out to the community. You know, oh man, people uh, that, it's people it's, who, are, who actually go to events and are actually cool. You know, shout yeah, out. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, like you were saying, like some of the Kissingtons are here. It's been a it's been a super cool vibe. So thank you everybody for coming in and thank you for uh sharing some of your time with us. Uh we'll definitely be sharing a drink at CEO or like a, at least a high five or a fist bump, whatever. Um Yeah, yeah, whatever works, man. I'll be for there. sure. Uh oh, I did forget to ask, who are you playing in Street Fighter Six? Oh, I'm playing DJ. DJ, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to run yeah, a set sometime. <laughs> oh, I, I'm super down. I love playing him. Hell yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with me. And thank you so much for going, even going over time by almost an hour. Uh, I appreciate yep. you. It's been no fun. problem. Shout outs to uh, everybody in the chat. I, I can't see who's there, but shout outs to everybody. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, drop them a follow. Uh, thank you for having me. And um, yeah, I'm about, to, I'm about to go downstairs and chug me some, some water. Oh, yeah. Go do your thing. Thanks again, man. We'll talk yeah. soon. <laughs> thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, that was Kizzy K. Kizzington's in the chat. Thank you all so much for being here. My regular viewers, thank you guys so much for being here. This has been such a blast. I'm so happy we're doing interviews again, man. People are so cool. FGC people are cool. Keep being cool. All right, that's been us. Uh, this has been another episode of Best of Five. I'll be back this weekend. We'll have another Punishment Wheel stream, uh, for those of you that have missed it, uh, when Street Fighter Six came out. Uh, I play Street Fighter 6, and then if I lose too many times, I have to spin a punishment wheel. Uh, I bought a couple of new things that are going to be interesting. Uh, please feel free to check out our YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash best of show, uh, twitter.com forward slash best of show. Follow us on here. Appreciate y'all. It's been fun. It's been real. And I'll catch you guys this weekend. All right? You guys stay safe, stay happy, and uh, I'll catch you next time. There's no button on this thing, so I'm just going to go over here. Later.